Hi, this is Jesse Thorne, host of Bullseye from NPR and MaximumFun.org. Bullseye is a real radio show, but what you're about to hear is a fake radio show. Low Tide is the most popular public radio show in a beach community called Conk County. Everything from the stories to the sponsors to Conk County itself is fictional. You're listening to Conk Public Radio. Support for Conk Public Radio comes from listeners like you and the Windsor Cosmetic Surgery Group. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Davis, and I'm the founder of Windsor Cosmetic Surgery Group. Our team of surgeons will bring your vision to life so that you can feel confident in your appearance every day. We specialize in all the top cosmetic procedures, but frankly, we're down for anything. We believe it's your decision how many nipples you want, and we're not going to tell you to stop adding more. Are your lumps too small? We will surgically insert more lumps. Maybe you have too many lumps, or lumps in the wrong place. Don't worry, we'll put them somewhere else where no one will ever find them. Dealing with cellulite issues? <laughs> me too, and if you figure out how to get rid of it, please call me immediately. Our laser technicians use only the highest powered lasers, and we're really starting to get the hang of these things. So why have two butt cheeks? when you could have none. And say goodbye to your unsightly crow's feet. And say goodbye to your regular feet, too, which we are now able to replace with a ball-bearing roller system. Most doctors are cowards, but not me. I'm Dr. Christopher Davis, and at the Windsor Cosmetic Surgery Group, a new you is only 12 invasive surgeries away. On today's program, we speak with the two longest-serving teachers at Conk Coast High. A flock of local seagulls has taken up a new hobby. And we take a trip on a new boat that the owner says is unsinkable. Haven't we heard that before? From Conk Public Radio, I'm Neil Sullivan. It's Low Tide. Hello and welcome to our listeners here in Conk County and around the world. The Conk Lanes Bowling Alley reopened this week after nearly a month of failed attempts to evict some unwanted customers. Reporter Louise Grath has more. In bowling lingo, three strikes in a row is known as a turkey. But over the past month, employees of Conk Lanes became more familiar with a different kind of bird, the seagull. We closed the alley and tried for weeks to get these birds out, but uh, more just kept coming. So we decided to call a truce and reopen with the birds here. That's Conk Lane's manager. We're interrupting this story for some breaking news. We have Conk Public Radio reporter Stanley Markison on the line. You're live, Stanley. Neil, I'm calling from the Conk Community Credit Union on Duncrest Avenue. It's being robbed. Three men with masks have taken over the bank. There are about 15 of us in here. Stanley, are you somewhere safe? Yes, thank you. I've taken cover near a cardboard sign. Unfortunately, because I'm behind the sign, I'm unable to tell you what it says. Perhaps it's advertising a promotional mortgage rate. I cannot tell from this vantage. That's fine, Stanley. Have you called the police? I haven't, Neil. When I walked in the bank today, I was just a customer, a civilian. But now I must be a journalist, and it would be inappropriate for me to get involved in the story I'm covering. I admire that, Stan, but your safety is my main concern. Don't worry. I'm safe. I think they may be using the technique where they claim to be armed, but are, 
in fact, just holding their finger under their jacket to make it appear as though... Stanley? Stanley, are you okay? What's happening? Neil, I need to make a retraction. I had previously speculated that the intruders were employing the finger-under-jacket technique, but they are, in fact, equipped with firearms and live ammunition. Okay, have they said what they intend... Sorry, Neil, I have to go. They're moving us all into the vault. At the Conk Community Credit Union, I'm Stanley Markison for Conk Public Radio. Thank you, Stanley. We'll continue providing updates about the situation at the credit union as more details become available. And we'll return to the story about the seagulls at the bowling alley later in the program. But first, the long-anticipated new ferry service to Pine Island launched this week, and reporter Alex Washington had a seat aboard the inaugural journey. Here's her report. Passengers wave to spectators on the shore as the new ferry between Conk Harbor and Pine Island embarks on its maiden voyage. The ferry service is a new venture from local entrepreneur Fred Harris, who lives on Pine Island and says that the ferry will cut his commute time nearly in half. If you live on Pine Island, you have to drive up and around over the Robertson Bridge to get anywhere. This is going to save island residents and visitors a lot of time. While everyone aboard is excited for the new ferry service, a few passengers like island resident Sarah Baker express concern over the vessel's name. It's a little scary, you know. I'm, I'm just not sure it's the wisest choice, like tempting fate or something. I love that movie Titanic. You remember it? Kate Winslet and Billy Zane. So I thought, that's what I'm going to name my ferry. <laughs> After the big boat in that movie. And it isn't only the name that Mr. Harris borrowed from the ill-fated ocean liner. This is the Grand Staircase, which leads to our first-class deck. This area features live entertainment, comfortable deck chairs, and past hors d'oeuvres, all complimentary for our first-class guests. Some of your customers find the parallels to the original Titanic to be unnerving. How do you respond to them? Listen, I understand that people are superstitious, but it's important to remember that no matter how impressive the visual effects or how flawless the performance from the inimitable Billy Zane, it was just a movie, okay? Right, but... Of course you know it's a true story. Unlike the Titanic from the movie, I built this Titanic to be unsinkable. (laughs) And even if some incident were to occur, we're equipped with lifeboats for up to 130 passengers. How many passengers are on board today? 270. Though accommodations downstairs were more modest, passengers on the lower deck were also provided with live music. Conk resident Marcus Perkins. No appetizers for us down here, but there's this very loud band. Irish music, I think, and the owner of the boat keeps coming down and telling people to dance. Has anyone danced? No. Everyone's commuting to work. Most people just want to read or play games on their phone. But the music wouldn't last for too long anyway. I'm on the bridge speaking with Captain George Reese when his crew spotted a problem. This craft is truly top of the line. Our uh, navigational tools are... uh... Icebergs! Straight ahead! Hard to starboard! Hard to starboard! Aye, aye, sir! The crew begins scrambling to steer the Titanic around the obstacle, a produce delivery boat loaded with heads of iceberg lettuce. Fred Harris came up to the bridge to check on the alarms. Captain, what is going on? I was just about to have my portrait drawn by a very talented young man from third class. We're gonna hit! The Titanic hits the icebergs, denting the ship's hull and sending heads of lettuce flying into the bay. Hey, there's free lettuce in the water! As the bottom decks of the Titanic flood with water, passengers abandon ship, jumping into the bay to claim heads of iceberg. 
Meanwhile, as the Titanic slowly sank into the bay, I found owner Fred Harris at the bow of his ferry. <laughs> the king of the world. The king of the world. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> the Titanic never made it to Pine Island, and neither did the 300 heads of iceberg lettuce destined for the beachcomber grill, including one very special head of iceberg known as the heart of the bay, which is believed to have gone down with the ship. On Conch Bay, I'm Alex Washington for Conch Public Radio. If you were with us earlier in the program, we had to cut short a story about a seagull infestation at Conch Lane's bowling alley. We'll return to that story now. Here's reporter Louise Graff. In bowling lingo, three strikes in a row is known as a turkey. But over the past month, employees of Conch Lanes became more familiar with a different kind of bird, the seagull. We closed the alley and tried for weeks to get these birds out, but uh, more just kept coming. So we decided to call a truce and reopen with the birds here. That's Conch Lanes manager Marta Benson. She says the seagulls first began coming after the alley started serving curly fries. We've had fries on the menu for months, no problem. Onion rings, hush puppies, no problems. But uh, then we added the curlies, and those birds seemed to really like them. But that was just the beginning of their problem. Once a few came, they started coming back with their friends and family. And then after a few weeks, they made nests in the gutters, and eggs started to happen. I apologize for interrupting this story again, but we're receiving another call from reporter Stanley Markison. He's inside the Conk Community Credit Union, which is currently being robbed. Are you there, Stanley? Yes, Neil. In a Conk Public Radio exclusive, I spoke with Anthony, the leader of the crew. He told me, quote, We didn't come here to hurt anybody, but I won't hesitate to put a bullet in your effing skull if you try anything stupid. Strong words from a man with an even stronger jawline. We'll just do as they say. This will all be over soon, I'm sure. How many hostages are there? Just me, Neil. They let everyone else go but asked me to remain so that I could call you and have the following message broadcast right here on Low Tide. Quote, When we leave the bank, we will take the reporter with us. If we see anyone following us, he's dead. Again, this is a Conch Public Radio exclusive. Now, Stan, can you give us a description of what the men look like? Yes. Anthony is about 5 foot 10, he's wearing a ski mask, and his eyes are a striking crystal blue. Oh, they're putting the duct tape back on my mouth now. I have to go. For Conk Public Radio, I'm Stanley Markerson. Thanks again, Stanley. To our listeners, rest assured that we've been in touch with the authorities who are working to ensure Stanley's safe return. In honor of Teacher Appreciation Week, I am delighted to be joined by the longest-serving teachers at Conk Coast High School and husband-and-wife duo of over 50 years, Scott and Hilary Becker. Welcome to the both of you, and let me just say that you were my two favorite teachers at Conk High. Oh, you are too sweet. You were a great student. We're so happy to be here, Neil. Well, we really appreciate it, especially in this rain. It's a monsoon out there. 
Actually, Mrs. Becker, you're soaked. Would you like a towel, or can we turn off the air conditioning for you? Oh, honey, call me Hillary. And no thank you, I'll be all right. You know, Scotty actually told me I should bring a jacket, but I didn't listen. I didn't think it would get this bad. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I wasn't prepared for this either. Uh, Shall we talk about Konkai? Absolutely. What a trooper. All right, so first we want to know, just how long have you actually been teaching at Konkai? Oh, this is a mean question, Neil. Uh, You're really aging us. But uh, we actually both joined the staff in 1965. I had started out as a ninth grade grade math teacher, and um, it it was dull, but I I tried to, you know, I tried to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Hillary, are Are your nipples pierced? (gasps) Scott Becker! Well, excuse me. You can see it through your wet shirt clear as day. Right, Neil? Oh, uh, you you know what? I'm not going to weigh in on that. Would you two like to take five, regroup? No, no, Neil. That won't be necessary. Yes, Scott, my nipples are pierced. And now all of Conk County knows. Are you happy? Of course I'm not happy, Hill. Why, why did you, when did you? About four months ago. Okay, why don't we just take No, Neil, we will keep this interview going. It's too important to us and the future of education. Keep it going. Well, okay. Um, You were mentioning that you were a math teacher at first. Uh, Mrs. Becker, were you always the inspiring English teacher I knew you to be? Oh, you're sweet, hun. Well, Scott's and my classrooms were actually right next to each other. And that's Who did how... it? Was it a man? I'll kill him! Oh, please. That doesn't matter. It's like a medical procedure, Scott. Damien has seen thousands of breasts in his lifetime. Hillary, imagine you died. And I had to go identify your body. The officer lifts up the tarp and I look at the corpse and I say, Nope, that couldn't be my Hillary, because this lady's got spikes in her knockers. All right, well... Scott, that is very dramatic. There are other ways to identify someone. I, I kept meaning to tell you. Okay, this feels a bit intense and personal. Why don't we reschedule? Neil, no! No, this Neil! This interview continues! Absolutely not! Okay, resetting. My two sweet favorite teachers of all time. Uh, I've heard there is a fundraising event coming up at Conk High that you both are co-chairing. Tell us about it. I've heard rumors of food trucks. Well, it looks like the cat's out of the bag. Yes, Neil, the last Friday of March, we will be having a Conk County Family Fun Day right in... Oh, Scotty. Did it hurt? It must have hurt so bad. I should have been there, Hill. Oh, it wasn't so bad, honey, like a quick pinch. What, what do they even look like? They're both little silver snakes because you always talked about getting the... The, the snake, snake tattoo. tattoo. Can, can I see them? Of course you can, dear. As soon as we walk out of here. <laughs> I, w- I want to see them now! Oh, no, please don't. Uh... Oh, God. Oh, they look beautiful. Like little snakes traveling through two old, tired mountains. Really? I love them, honey. You know, I'm upset you lied to me, but 
I'm even more upset with myself that I haven't tried to see my own wife naked for over four months. Why do you think I got them? I wanted to feel alive, Scotty. Well, no more secrets, Hillary. I'm going to make you feel alive again, Hill, all on my own. Oh, Scotty, I love you. Fortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Visit our Facebook page to learn how you can get involved at Conk Family Fun Day at Conk Coast High. All proceeds will go directly back to the school. It should be an excellent day. We'll be right back. Support for Conk Public Radio comes from our Donate Your Roller Skates program and Thong Palace. At Thong Palace, we sell sandals. Thong Palace. The kind of sandal where the thong part is in between your toes, not your backside cheeks. Toes and cheeks are the hottest parts of anybody. Some people call them flip-flops, but not us. Flip-flops? Gross. We call them thongs. Oh, that's where the confusion comes from. Thong Palace was started by my Grandpa Ray. He calls him Gigi. At Thong Palace, our top priority is comfort in your wedge. He doesn't hear how it sounds. Sure, the name Thong Palace might be confusing, but it doesn't matter how many drunk bachelor parties wander into the store thinking it's a strip club. We've got 18,000 pieces of merchandise embroidered with the Thong Palace logo, so the store name can't change anytime soon. Change is so scary anyway. Perhaps confusingly, we do have a buffet in the back. An international buffet. So come on down to Thong Palace, because if you've got a crease in your feet, we want to fill your crease. Do you hear it now? Oh, I hear it now. To end our program today, as promised, Seagulls at the Bowling Alley. Again, here's Louise Graff. In bowling lingo, three strikes in a row is known as a turkey. But over the past... We've received word that the robbery at the credit union has reached a conclusion. Our own Stanley Markison is on the scene and joins us now. Stanley... Neil, I think I've come down with a bad case of Stockholm Syndrome. Sorry, Stanley, what do you mean? I know that I should fear and loathe these men, but against all logic, I love these guys. Real stand-up dudes, Anthony, John, Flea, and I, I think we're becoming friends. Aren't those members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Indeed. Code names. Pretty cool. I told them, I said, hey... You know, there's a fourth guy in Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know his name, but I could be that guy. They said they'll think about it. Are you still being held hostage? No, not at all. We're hanging out in what they describe as a safe house. Unfortunately, I cannot tell you the location as the guys have refused to provide me with that information on the record. And I had a cotton bag over my head on the drive here. Well, stay put, Stan. The police might be able to trace your call and come find you. Like that won't be necessary as I can hear the authorities approaching now. A climactic ending to a harrowing day. In the safe house, I'm Stanley Markison for Talk Public Radio. That's all the time we have for today's show. We, of course, weren't able to hear the end of the story about the seagulls in the bowling alley, but the gist of it is that there are now seagulls in the bowling alley. 
This will be the last show for a little while as our reporters and producers take some time to bring you new stories. Stay tuned after the credits for a preview of the next season of Low Tide, and keep in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at at LowTideFM. If you've been enjoying the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Our general manager says that if we get 100 reviews, we can get a roll of paper towels to keep in the restroom. I'm Neil Sullivan, and I'll see you at the next Low Tide. Hi, it's Jesse again. Low Tide is produced by Reed Kavner. Season one of the show was written by Mike Zakarian, Kate Emsweiler, Sarah Short, Reed Kavner, Brad Frizzell, and Rose Sherman. Theme music by Ultraviolet Sounds. Cover art by Mason Phillips. Voices in this episode from the writing team, as well as Sylvie Borschel, Lara Fox, Rick Frizzell, Michael V. Hernandez, Eric LaMonica, T.D. Seidel, and Colby Smith. For full credits and more, visit lowtide.fm. I'm Jesse Thorne. Thanks for listening. Next season on Low Tide. This is a prepaid call from Stanley Markison, an inmate at the Conk County Detention Center. To accept the call, press 1. To decline, press Neil, I'm reporting from the common room at the Conk County Detention Center where I am currently incarcerated. I've been charged with accessory to grand larceny and, if convicted, could face up to seven years in prison. Neil, the toilet is made of metal and my cellmate demands that I pay him every time I use it. I have no money and a very anxious stomach, so I am racking up quite a bit of debt. If you wouldn't mind transferring $100 to my commissary account, I can buy some Kit Kat bars to settle up.